Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A California King. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. On September 17, 1859, several San Francisco newspapers printed the following. At the preemptory request and desire of a large majority of citizens, I, Joshua Norton, declare and proclaim myself emperor of these United States. It was signed, Norton I, emperor of the United States. (laughs) We're talking about the first emperor of the United States of America. We're also talking about the last emperor of the United States of America. So far. So far. So far. Okay. Okay. This episode was brought to us by a listener. Yay. Which I was very excited about. And when Holly pitched it, <gasps> it you know references California. Yeah. So you know I'm in. You're and in. you know me. When I see 1850s, that's more your world. Yeah, where, I like you know, the older the better for me in many respects. Me. I'm I'm like kind of like a 20th century guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But this I thought was really interesting and something I didn't know about. And it kind of talked about California and mm-hmm. the in the United States. So it's you know it was kind of checked off a few boxes. Plus Holly did all the work. <laughs> Holly, bless you. So really thankful to Holly. She wanted us to, but I mean, I wanted to, but she has a charity. uh, It's called Rainbow Railroad, which is rainbowrailroad.org. And her Instagram is instagram.com, H-O-L-L-Y-B-E-R-R-I-G-R-A-M, Holly Berrygram. Holly Berrygram. So want to say thank you. And if you, you know, a lot of people kind of, Pitch us stuff or send us bits of information, and mm-hmm. that's great. If you, for some reason, have a personal connection to a story, or yes. if you have a, a weird audio, Please. or you want to type up the notes with the sources, <laughs> that appeals to me. Yeah. I mean, any range of work that you want to do will gladly accept and, any degree. And so this is probably, I think, the only second one. The last one we did was the Noid. Yeah. But, so we got oh. really some really, really great ones. And so thank you, Holly. Yeah, thank you. And I guess thank you to Norton the First, Emperor of the United <laughs> States. Something I had never heard and it's I never. think it's recent enough that I can't believe we haven't talked about it. I'm I'm it, this is why I want more people to write in cuz it's like our scope. I feel like it's pretty large given, 
you know, our own experience, et cetera. But like we, we, there's some things that people have come out of the woodwork and, and told us about that. I'm like, holy shit, what have I been doing without this information in my life? Yeah, I'm, I get disappointed that I didn't know, but I'm always yeah. excited that like, oh, there's something else. I mean, there's plenty that we don't know. Writing we know more than we – we don't know more than we do know yeah. for the most part about pretty much everything we've talked about. And also very bad at delivering that information. Absolutely. Help. So we're going to start off with not much is known about the early life, but he was born in England around 1819 in the Kentish town of Deptford. Oh. So he's – British, you know, yeah. British that's came over here and became emperor. You always hear about like, oh, the unofficial mayor of the Sunset yeah, Strip. totally. There's always those towns that have these unofficial mm-hmm. historians or, you know, kind of people that are kind of represent that thing. And everyone mm-hmm. is kind of like, oh, we love this. This is nice. It's a very, creates a lot of community. His family migrated to South Africa in the early 1820s as part of a colonization campaign scheme backed by the government. They were called the 1820 Settlers. Hmm. Hmm. That makes sense. That checks out. In 1849, after the death of his parents, 30-year-old Norton moved to his future capital city of San Francisco. Hell yeah. With $40,000 on hand to help him start his business in California. I mean, in the late 1800s to move to San Francisco, which was not very settled with that much money you're doing pr- you know what you you can be my king even with the 40,000 you don't even need to adjust for inflation no i won't and you know what don't make me so with the money he saved up norton opened a real estate and import brokerage business and by 1853 had acquired approximately a quarter of a million dollars wow interesting powerful successful person you know despite the fact that during that time you could you know because the west is still being settled totally i you always hear I showed up, you know, to the panhandle with three dollars mm-hmm. and a and a knife. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say mule, but knife yeah. is better. But this guy was like, I show up with forty k. I'm showing up with forty k. I'm hitting the ground running. I'm gonna make my money back and make more, and I'm gonna start a new business. He has more qualifications than many of our presidents. Yeah, I, he's <laughs> definitely somebody that I probably he probably should have just run in an election he probably would have won yeah i mean i mean i guess you have to be i don't know if you have to be born in the united states for that to happen to no be president. i don't think so i mean i don't know gosh at that point no i guess Maybe. They, that, yeah i don't know if, well real they? historians here you heard it here first we don't know something we could google oh here comes the financial ruin oh sorry easy come easy go as they say in, in December 1852, he thought he saw an opportunity in the Chinese ban of exporting rice, making the price skyrocket for the working Asian population in San Francisco, which is like a huge, huge. Age, still huge Asian population in, in San Francisco. So it's, you know, kind of goes back. He bought 200,000 pounds of rice that were returning from Peru for $25,000 and hoped to corner the market. Maybe savvy, but a little greedy, okay, okay, you know, yeah, didn't, lot. didn't diversify much. Think- After he signed off on the rice, two more ships filled with the rice came into the port, which caused the price of rice to plummet to three cents a pound. It was 36 cents a pound at its highest price. So it's like dealing with you know, stock markets or, you know, supply yeah, and demand. It's, that it's- was 1890s GameStop. He filed for bankruptcy in 1858 with nothing to his name. He fell off the grid and vanished for a year until the decree in the papers in 1859. Some sources state that he disappeared at an earlier date in 1853. Hmm. So he was like, I am making a comeback. Yeah. He's regrouping for his comeback. New haircut, new suit. 
He became known for patrolling around his empire, in mm-hmm. quotes, donning a rumpled military jacket with sure. shiny brass buttons, an ostrich feather plumed hat, and occasional military saber. His favorite hat to wear seemed to be a beaver hat. He was accompanied by two Mongol dogs named Bummer and Lazarus. <laughs> what a comeback. <laughs> really? What an auspicious comeback for our first king. So he's pretty successful. He probably, you know, took a, I don't know how that impacted him mentally, but it probably sent him a tiny bit spiraling. Yeah, a tiny bit. And he came back and kind of reinvented himself. He probably could have come As back. As a and lost said, boy. I mean, in today's day, he'd be like, oh, I just will start like a wealth management company. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll sell a guide to like how to get rich. Because exactly. I was rich once. And probably could have been successful at it because obviously he made some right moves. Yeah. I mean, he's more qualified to do get rich schemes than anyone I know who's done that. Instead of sending Norton to an asylum and getting him evaluated, the people of San Francisco accepted the eccentric ex-merchant, greeting him with bows as he passed by on his royal walks. So, so were they like, okay, we'll humoring indulge, him. yeah, we'll indulge I think they, here. you know, f- uh, found him, from what I was kind of looking when I was looking through this, you know, didn't find him very threatening and, yeah. and you know, was just an, an eccentric. An eccentric in San Francisco? Yeah. Wow. The first and last. <laughs> He's also the first member of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> the end (laughs) thank you they listed him in the city directory or the phone book all right as norton comma joshua parentheses emperor comma dwl metropolitan hotel Hmm. and at what point it's like does this kind of you know complicitness become just a thing that gives you a certain amount of status you know then came the murders They gave him a place of honor at plays, concerts, public lectures, and other civic affairs. I mean, it's like, that is, this is truly fake it till you make it. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's again, we've, especially lately, we've told a lot of pretty dark stories. And yeah. Stories of failure and like, you know, hurt and, and, and pain and mm-hmm, suffering. Cannibalism. And, and, and all of that. And, you know, sometimes you got to, I don't know. Gotta, gotta, yeah. Gotta, you know, change the levels up a little bit. And just keep that. it. We always weird though. It's never always not gonna be weird. weird. Always weird. Also, just it, this is truly the story of what America is about. There, I, I really, it is a, a cautionary tale, but not necessarily. You know, the, the idea of like you said, fake it to make it, mm-hmm. and what is a celebrity? Yeah, and, and what is reinventing? That? Even at this, t- I don't think we think a lot about like the turn of the century, people reinventing themselves. But I love hearing stuff like that where it's like. You know, yeah, everyone did. It was, you know, a free-for-all still, and you could do whatever you wanted. And he didn't ramp up to it. It's not like he kind of slowly – he was just like, hey, what's up? Here's my Mongol dogs. <laughs> it's like a uh, here's my sword. Yeah. Uh, I'm the emperor of San Francisco. And they're like, we'll put you in the phone book, I guess. He got royal treatment. He was allowed to eat in the restaurants as a guest of the owners. They actually wanted him to be – patronize it be, you know probably became somewhat of a uh, kind of like a, a nice like an oddity like an interesting yeah. oddity like a celebrity that is you know decided well i mean all celebrities are decided by a, the public in some way right mm-hmm. but in this way where he's like literally just like showed up and he's like yeah and they were like mm-hmm. cool we want this the first influencer yeah pretty much wow he actually invented flat tummy tea oh <laughs> really vita gummy bears and they posted an imperial seal of approval that read, by appointment to his imperial majesty, comma, Norton I. Transportation was free of charge for him. The city provided 
uh, annual sum for the emperor's trappings. Wow. Take care of any of his needs. What? Uh, and, for any, and of his royalty. He was even allowed to issue bonds, collect taxes from his subjects Oh, my cash. God. It's like money has become involved. In his own currency. It was called Scrip. <laughs> printed free of charge by local printers. So it was – they printed like – Monopoly money, incredible, in a sense. and he they give it to people, and they're like, "Oh, you got to make sure to give Emperor Norton his tithe or- by Vice, or like a documentary should be made to redo this experience." It's it's a you know a reality show in yeah. a way. It's it's a social. Exp- yeah, it definitely is a social experiment. Yeah, you but- could just be like, "Oh, hey, this is." I just showed up, and I was like, "How people react?" Totally, and- but everyone agreed simultaneously on it. He reviewed the police to see if they were on duty. He checked progress on needed street repairs, inspected buildings that were under construction. So he kind of, you know, looked over his kingdom. Sure. On October 12th, 1859, Norton declared fraud and corruption prevent a fair and public voice, in consequence of which we do hereby abolish Congress. (laughs) Well, now we're pushing it. When the U.S. was on the brink of civil war in 1860, he announced that he had dissolved the Union altogether and replaced it with an absolute monarchy with himself at the helm. Okay. Yeah. When the French later invaded Mexico, he nurtured international relations by adding the honorific protector of Mexico to the title. So now he's also the protector of Mexico. All the just hanging out in San Francisco. Much like the emperor, his dogs, who were doing a good job at keeping the rat population in check, mm-hmm. became beloved to the public. Once when a new dog catcher took Lazarus into custody by mistake, an angry mob voiced by vigorous protests causing city officials to quickly announce that the emperor's faithful dogs have free run of the city, though they prefer to stay close to the emperor. Of course, just like any branch of government, stay close to its leader. Norton once issued a proclamation to ensure that proper respect was paid to his beloved capital. Whoever after due and proper warning shall be heard to utter the abominable word Frisco shall be deemed guilty of high misdemeanor. I don't like the word Frisco either. Me neither. I'm on I never board with got that. It. Yeah. It's stupid. And I like somebody who is kind of in love with their city and respects their city mm-hmm. and, you know, won't tolerate lack of respect for yeah. their city. Or a stupid name. Or like, have you ever heard an, a, Los An- a Los Angeles resident call L.A. La La Land? <laughs> Just the movie I've watched 25 times. <laughs> That's right. Well, if we, had a, if we had an emperor, they wouldn't allow it. No. But that emperor would be Ryan Gosling. Hell Yeah. <laughs> The penalty for noncompliance was $25. Many native San Franciscos to this day abide by it. Did it? No. I want to check. Holly, I'm checking your sources. I mean, listen, I you don't really hear Frisco that much. I feel like I've seen it like some TV shows and movies. Yeah, you hear it in like a CCR song maybe once every year. Emperor Norton once decreed, it is now time for a break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. 
Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, hello. How are you? Hello. Are you well? Mm-hmm. Are you doing okay? You're looking a little pale. Yeah. Do you want something to eat? Yeah. Go to your own fridge and get something out of it to eat. Yeah, or eat a hamburger pizza like we did. <laughs> We're just a couple of middle-aged people eating hamburger pizzas. But I will say, in pizza news, can we take a pizza news break? <laughs> Little Caesars just brought back the pretzel crust pizza, and it's still really good. Yeah, that's not a sponsored, <laughs> no, but we would. totally voluntary. We absolutely would. Oh, are you kidding me? I would kill for that sponsorship. I want to say hello to all of the listeners. Hello. Thank you for listening. Hello. All the patrons. Thank you so much. Thank we you. really appreciate it. We've been getting mm-hmm. some great feedback from a lot of patrons. It's it's great because, you know, some people, you know, just send a message and they're just like, oh, here's what I like and here's mm-hmm. what I don't like. And, you know, we got a, a lot of great, a lot of great feedback. I want to say hello to our government, which is our mayors. Two mm-hmm. mayors right now. Two mayors. Two mayors. We have Ben Forsyth and we have Ashley Matson, mm. and we are, I guess I call it hiring. Right. We have an opening for a governor for the first time wow. in many months. Former Governor Chris Witt, who is still in the family, still absolutely, he's, in the we're family. stuck together. All st- we're he's all a part stuck. of us. We're a part of him. We're stuck, baby. But we get that we there's responsibilities outside of Ghost Town. We get it. How is having a new child that? How is that? Ghost Town is your child. <laughs> yeah. What about us? You have Don't two, leave us in the crib. You have two adults to raise here. <laughs> but we, you know, if you, we can only have one governor at a time, and this is the first time it's been vacant. I know. It actually was only vacant for about 10 minutes when we mm-hmm. first announced it, so it's yeah. never- I in, feel very vulnerable. In, in, so if you feel like you got what it takes- Check out patreon.com slash ghost town pod mm-hmm. for bonus episodes, early access with no ads, mm-hmm. and a bonus episode is out right now. <gasps> I will put a link in the description if it's out, which I think it should be, but I did an episode of something called LA Unscripted on KTLA, which is a pretty big news. It's, it's, very, a pretty, it's a big LA news it's station, right? Our news station. I mean, yeah. talk about like LA giant city. Like this is the station there, and Jason was was there talking about the the Los Feliz abandoned zoo. Right? The, the old yeah. LA zoo went to Hotel Cecil, Ugh. which was interesting to go. Even during the day, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's a rough. You know, we tried to even go around the back, and there was people. You know. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get back there. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah. But, you know, I've been donating to the Skid Row Housing Trust and yeah. this, you know, that you know, documentary just reminds the Hotel Cecil, reminds, you know, anybody that how Absolutely. how rough it is out there and it hasn't really been getting uh, mm-hmm. any better. It's getting worse. It's getting I'll worse. Say, yeah. So. so, but, you know, it's it's LA Unscripted. So we talked about uh, the book that, mm-hmm. I, that I put out and Rebecca did the forward for and, mm-hmm. of course, talked about Ghost Town. So if you want to see Ghost Town represented, uh, the link should be it should be in there, and uh, you can check it out. And I've always wanted to be on KTLA. Yeah, no, I mean honestly, this is the most legitimate I think we've ever done collectively. Yeah, it's a pretty I don't know a pretty big. Th- I mean, I've always been like oh, I want to be on. Just think about your local big 
I only know the ones like in New York, really, but like any local, mm. your local big news thing and, yeah. and to be on that is. Yeah. I mean, you don't understand. We sit here in this tiny room recording this every Sunday. It's not glamorous. <laughs> like, so to be, yeah, to be on TV and to be talking about stuff that you love, that I love, that hopefully you're listening and love is incredible. And now for everyone's favorite part, the part <laughs> that they love the most that you could absolutely avoid if you are a patron. That's right. <laughs> and I think that's what drives people to the patronage. Yes. Is the Apple podcast reviews. Thank you for anyone who's previously reviewed or thought about reviewing or left a review. Uh, you know, we we do take a beating. Uh, but we appreciate the the, the little wins, the tiny oh, little wins. Yeah. Gets me through work. I work Yay. in construction. Yeah, we get what we think is just a bunch of intellectuals. <laughs> Elitists? Uh, yeah, is that what you think? No. No. People putting up People drywall. With real skill sets. Yeah. <laughs> Say real fucking skill sets. Yes. I want to learn how to tile so in case I need employment, I can uh, I, I couldn't even do that. Like, I've, I've, I've refinished some chairs. <laughs> but that took, I mean, I had to learn. I was like, I don't oh, know how to do God. this, but I just wanted to do it. I refinished and stained some chairs. I work in construction. I listen to your show all day. Best part of my day. Love the energy you guys have and love the crazy topics. Any topics like the Army's potential zombie invasion, which is yeah. talked about that recently, and alien invasion plans might be interesting. Much love. Keep up the great work. Your Irish fan, Rick. And Irish? Barba- uh, Barbarian Grieve from Great Britain. Amazing. Oh, fancy. Uh. I don't understand the hate. <laughs> I do understand it, but I'm glad you don't. I actually do understand I also, it. I like how a lot of the ones you read are like, give these poor people a break. They're just <laughs> stupid fucking chumps. Yeah, they're fucking losers. Will you lay off these losers? You know what? We're the Emperor Norton <laughs> yeah. of this podcast. And these people are like, oh, yeah, here's just your fake money. Him, here, yeah, exactly. Let them in the restaurant. And I'll take Jesus. it. We'll take it. You think yeah. we won't take oh, it? I will gobble it up. Yeah, we have no dignity. Mm-mm. Obvi episodes in the beginning of a podcast can be rocky. The show is really improved. We stand the host. They're funny and have good chemistry, and they really don't do much banter. Like, skip <laughs> the little midway chit-chat break, and it has four or five question marks. So that is from Cranberry Juice from the U.S. and A. Wow. One more. Love the podcast. I'm a really huge fan of this podcast. Absolutely love it. I think people mm-hmm. need to back off about the Canada bashing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Jason's married to a Canadian. Yeah. He's an ally. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, we made one episode or maybe two referencing Canada. And all we did was talk about the poor behavior of a murderer, right? I don't understand. <laughs> Literally. Also, we do a lot about C- Canada and Canadians, in, in, like, in a very positive light. Yeah, like, I don't know. If this would have been in America, it would have been bad news. Yeah. Rebecca was making a good point on how Canada wasn't a utopia. As a Canadian, I say the same thing. I get so tired of people saying how amazing Canada is and how nothing ever happens here. I mean, Canada is amazing. It truly is. But we have our problems and crazy things happen. Hey, Canadians out there, did you know I worked on a Canadian TV show in 2013? Oh. Yeah, it was called Package Deal on City TV. It was not... Say something good. Say something oh, nice. God. Uh, let's keep moving. Keep moving. We're not in Canada. Mm-mm. We're in the U. S-A- No, $25. (laughs) So back to the emperor of San Francisco and the protector of Mexico. In 1869, he shared an unusual amount of foresight when he ordered a bridge built across the San Francisco Bay. At the time, people laughed at his ridiculous proposal, but approximately 60 years later, the Oakland-San Francisco Bay Bridge became a reality. So he was like, "This, we need a bridge to, you know— 
connect. Yeah. People are like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. 60 years after that, one of my favorite documentaries came out, The Bridge, I... about the suicide off of the Bay Bridge. Yeah. Incredible. But also, it's also good for cars driving across. Oh. Yeah, it's not huh. just for... Well, not so fast. It's not just for documentaries. Let's just wait it out. Give it a little more time. Today, a plaque honors the emperor's wisdom. Pause, traveler, and be grateful to Norton I, whose prophetic wisdom conceived and decreed the bridging of a San Francisco Bay. So, you know, honestly, this person, you know, this, this dude seems like he was pretty savvy. He was yeah. obviously understood business, and he kind of had a vision, I suppose, mm-hmm. and, and an investment in a city, which I, I think is is really great. Yeah, I mean, and radical ideas that seem preposterous at the time. I mean, t- times change and things change, and I think even, like, getting ideas out there or feeling like someone is fringe, like, that isn't marginalized for long. Sometimes it becomes a part of the general population and belief system. His love and concern for San Francisco did not prevent him from trying to be involved in the national scene. His Royal Majesty soon tired of all the political mudslinging and decided to put an end by issuing another of his famous proclamations in the San Francisco Herald on August 4th, 1869. Amazing. Being desirous of allaying the dissensions of party strife now existing within our realm... I do hereby dissolve and abolish the Democratic and Republican parties and also do hereby decree this disenfranchisement and imprisonment for not more than 10 nor less than five years to all persons leading to any violation. This is our imperial decree. So he was not into political parties, which, I mean, depending on who you ask, like it's a pretty, you know, a pretty hip notion, at least these days, you know what I mean? People, Yeah, totally. like the a, idea of parties or not enough parties and, and yeah. a third party or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. Norton ruled his kingdom by proclamations, but he was not above dealing directly with the problems and issuing required attention. During one of the typical anti-Chinese demonstrations that were common at the time, the emperor gave populace a lesson in the practical application of civics and prayer. Sensing the dangerously heated tone of this particular meeting, he was reported to have stood up before the group, bowed his head, and began reciting the Lord's Prayer. Within a few minutes, the agitators retreated in shame without putting any of their threats into action. The emperor had a fluctuating position on equal rights for women. In October 1878, he petitioned the California Constitutional Convention for calling for an amendment to an October 1878 petition to the California Constitutional Convention calling for an amendment that no citizens of the state shall be disenfranchised on the account of sex had Norton, the first emperor, among their signatures. Progressive. Okay. Uh, that's good. Uh, you know, and also, you know, as an emperor, like, prayer's cool. Like, yeah. it's not it's not like our government system, separation of church and state. No, you can pray away. However, Norton drew a thin line around a woman's role. When the emperor came to hear noted leader of the movement's lecture on women's rights, for example, seemed to an order for the master of ceremonies to introduce Norton and suggest that he step on the stage before the guest speaker and receive the greetings of his subjects. He told the women present to go home and mind their children. Hmm. Conflicting ideologies from our emperor. But for 1878 and considering the somewhat progressive, I mean, you know. Yeah, for the time, incredibly progressive. And I, again, I, I I don't know if I mentioned this last episode, but I was I watched The Nick. Like I just binge, which is around this time. And just, just brutal politics, horrible treatment of women. I know it's not totally reflective of history, but this, yeah, this is very progressive. Very, very good emperor. But... The emperor's reign would come to an end. No. Sadly, the reign of the benevolent emperor would soon come to an end. On January 8th, 1880, during one of his usual patrols, Emperor Norton dropped dead on the street. The coroner stated he died of apoplexy. 
If that's a broken heart? Yeah, that's uh, I'm a doctor. Okay. So San Francisco mourned the death of their monarch. The Chronicle gave Norton the first a send-off fit for an emperor. It says, the king is dead. He is dead, lamented another paper. No citizens of San Francisco can be taken away who would be more missed. His passing inspired dozens of comments in newspapers, including the New York Times. All right. So it reached. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, no KTLA, but... It's not KTLA. But it's New York Times. Yeah. A few days later, flags were hung in half-mass. Business closed out of respect. The, the funeral arrangements were very elaborate, and there was anywhere, this is a huge range, from 10,000 to 60,000 people were there to pay their respects. Anywhere from 10,000 to 60,000. In the range of these two numbers. Of negative six to four billion. Exactly. Right, you know? Okay. I believe it. I believe it. He was laid to rest in the Masonic Cemetery paid for by the wealthier citizens of his kingdom. In 1934, his remains had to be moved to Woodlawn Cemetery. His tombstone reads... Norton I, Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico, Joshua A. Norton, 1819 to 1880. I'd like to visit that next time I go to San Francisco. Yeah, that is – I can't believe I've never heard about that. I also feel like, you know, I can't believe someone didn't take on the next – role like public role unless you're gonna say that right now i I, you know i'm assuming also times have changed a Mm -hmm. little bit you know post-civil war now we're gonna you know the industrial revolution right isn't that around that i I feel like things are changing where people are like more changing you know is it a changing of the guard Mm -hmm. today there is a plaque dedicated to the emperor at the transbay terminal but in 2020 it was vandalized and a new home for the plaque is pending in 2013, Jose Saria, a legend in the San Francisco drag scene, died. He had proclaimed himself Her Royal Majesty, Empress of San Francisco, Jose I, the Widow Norton. He's buried right beside the Emperor at Woodlawn Cemetery, which I think is really nice. Yeah, very sweet, I don't like, know if kind the of... original Emperor would have been okay with that. You know what, though, I, I you know, I, if I had to, you know, adjust for inflation, I think I think he might have been he mm. might have been okay with that. Oh, how many people attended that? Twenty or. Four billion. Three eleven. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.